and welcome back to another fan base podcast. I'm DJ. I'm Tanner. And I'm Gunner. Uh, some of you might have noticed that Tristan is not here. He won't be with here with us for about two weeks. He's visiting family. That's totally fine. Us three will hold it down until he gets back. But today is the day. It is our mock drafts. Super excited for our mock drafts. Draft is tomorrow at 7 Central. I think it's 8 Eastern. But we're going to go. We have our three mock drafts. We'll go pick for pick. We'll go down. Obviously, everyone's is going to be different. I think mine has more trades than everybody else's. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, Who do you want to start with? I mean, at number one, I feel I think like we all have the same I, number yeah, one. I think we all have the exact same number one. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Quarterback um, out of Clemson. Probably not even, dis- not even like, disputed he's the best quarterback in the class. Uh, he's – I don't even know how tall he is now. I forgot. Like I, six, I think he's 6'5". Six six five, six. Six five, yeah. yeah. He's, like, your prototypical just perfect quarterback because he can move. He's got the arm. And if he's going to – there's anyone you know that's going to be the best quarterback you know have the best career it's going to be him yeah and he's going to a team that is ready they've signed a lot of people in free agency they're ready to win now and he's going to uh, he's going to have a, either a really good rookie year or it's just going to be like one of the most average rookie years for a quarterback and the only thing that scares me about Trevor Lawrence is the thing you see what his dad came out and said like 2 weeks ago right after he got married he basically came out and said, he's like, he could quit football right now and be perfectly fine. Like, football is not his number one thing in life. Like, I'm not saying football has to be your number one thing in life, but it should be, if you quit it right now, you should, you know, feel some type of way about it. And they basically is like, he doesn't, it's like an Anthony Edwards type of deal where everyone's like, oh, Anthony Edwards might retire in like two years because he just doesn't want to play anymore. And that's basically what his dad was kind of saying. I think he, I think he said, like, I think he came back and said, like, I would never like leave football like right now. Like, I love playing this sport. Yeah, it was just like a thing saying like he can walk away. It was basically like, just think because he got married. That's I mean that's yeah. just what his dad's just. He's happy off the field. Yeah, just as yeah. much as he is on the field. But number two. With the Jets, who do you have, Tan? I have Zach Wilson from BYU. I also have Zach Wilson. And I do, too. All of them. They they trade Sam Darnold, so it's kind of like an obvious pick. It's a given. And, I mean, most people were going to say, oh, Justin Fields. And I was like, "Eh, that's okay. Like, Justin Fields could go number two. I could see him going number three. Just Justin Fields has that label of an Ohio State quarterback, so no one knows where Justin Fields will go in the draft. Because some people think Justin Fields is determined to go one because they signed Urban Meyer as their head Just coach. <coughs> which is ridiculous. Yeah, and then some people think he could go two. Some people think he can go 15. So no one knows. But Zach Wilson, great arm. Looks like a, looks like a model, I'd say. He looks, like his, he looks like an actor with the hair. Yeah. But... I I like because he's going to have – he won't have to come into an old, you know, old regime of the Jets. He'll have a brand-new coach. Yeah. You know, and all the signings they've made. Uh, 
Dude, they signed. They signed uh, Corey, Corey, Corey Davis. Davis. That's what I was Corey thinking of Davis. Corey Davis. We'll have at least somebody to throw to. So, uh, Gunner, do you have Zach Wilson? Yeah. Okay. I'm taking Zach Wilson. Number three, 49ers. Go ahead, Tan. So, I've went back and forth on this pick for a while. I just think I, I I'm pretty sure Kyle Shanahan is the one that wants to take Mac Jones. If I'm not mistaken, or it's the GM, one of the two. It's one of the other way around, but I haven't taken Mac Jones because I feel like they're just going to argue about it, and then they're just going to be like, "Okay, fine, let's just take him." And I mean, Mac Jones is a solid quarterback, but he's not the third best quarterback in this draft. I just who I have them taking based off what they've said since they've traded up for that pick. I I also fought back and forth whether they're going to – because they've said that their top two now are Trey Lance, Mac Jones. And I thought, like, forever earlier today, and I haven't taken Trey Lance now. I had him taking Mac Jones earlier, but I feel like they're going to take Trey just because they're not going to start him this year at all. I don't think they're – I think they're just going to let Jimmy go for this year and then let Trey take it next year. Because they said they keep saying that Jimmy is their starter and all this stuff. So I Mac Jones, yeah, he's definitely not better than he's more NFL ready than Trey Lance. But Trey Lance has just the way like he has just the more upside, more potential. He has the potential to be another Cam Newton. And I think that the 49ers just won't pass up on a quarterback that can be that good. Although I, he's definitely, he just needs like a year of just sitting. Cause if he came in and started right away, I don't know how he would be at all. Yeah. Yeah. I I have the 49ers taking Mac Jones. Um, it just seems like Kyle Shanahan had like, he um, has a lot of quarterbacks that um, he likes to keep in the pocket like Jimmy G, Matt Ryan, like other quarterbacks that he's had in the past, other than like RG three, yeah. but like I I just think Mac Jones is a quarterback that likes to operate from the pocket, and I just think that they'll take Mac Jones because it's a really easy fit for them. <coughs> the last time uh, it was Mike Shanahan, way like cut like way back when ta- traded they traded up for Robert Griffin, and. Maybe his dad's in his ear saying, you can't trade up for a mobile quarterback because you see what happened to RG3. So I could see him taking Mac Jones. I just think that they should take Trey Lance. I hope they do. I I hope they take Trey Lance, but I could also see them taking Mac Jones. (coughs) But number number four, the Atlanta Falcons stand. I have the Atlanta Falcons taking Justin Fields from Ohio State. Um, I haven't taken that because Matt Ryan's getting up there in age, and from how, from my perspective, um, Trey Lance took the year off. I think Justin Fields just looks like he has a higher upside than Matt Ryan does, and or not has a higher upside than Trey Lance does. Um, and I think Justin Fields is not necessarily a better fit. I just think that's who they'll go with. Just just based off the upside, Justin Fields could be very good, but he could also be really bad. No one really knows, but it's just I. That's who I have them taking. See, 
I have the Falcons taking Cal Pitts because <coughs> the Falcons came out and said that they're looking at all options right now for if they want to trade down, which I don't think they're going to trade down. They are taking either a quarterback or or a uh, position player. And I feel like if the Falcons, they still want to try to compete, and they restructured Matt Ryan's contract for less cap hit, and they can cut him after like two or three years, I can't remember, with no penalty, which would seem like they should take a quarterback. But I just feel like Atlanta's going to take Kyle Pitts because he's like one, he's the the like the best position player in the draft besides quarterback. Like uh, besides quarterback, he's the best. You know, wide receiver, anything in this draft, he's just absolute. Posi- he's a matchup nightmare. He can outrun linebackers, can jump over corners, and I just don't think it, Atlanta want to pass up on that and let him go to, you know, someone like, you know, like the Bengals at five or something. Yeah. You know, let him fall one more. I think they'll just take him then, and if they have to deal with the quarterback problem, you know, two years down the line, I think they'll take that. Which, aren't they trying to trade Julio? They're looking at it right okay. now. Yeah. Which Kyle Pitts would literally just be the next Julio Jones. Obviously, he's not gonna like. I'm not saying he's gonna be as good as Julio, but like that's would be their number yeah. one. I I have them taking Kyle Pitts as well. I think um. I think they still like you said, DJ. They want to compete, and I think if you take Kyle Pitts at four, I think that's a really good step in that direction. And I like you also said. I just think. He is so talented and such a matchup nightmare that you just it's hard for them not to take him at four. But I could also see them taking a quarterback. And if they take a quarterback, that's, like, good because then they could just, like, do the same thing the 49ers would do. Yeah. I just, like, that's what a lot of teams, like, are doing now. I feel like the, you know, like, when Aaron Rodgers – drafted he sat behind Brett Farr for however long and recently like Patty sat behind Alex Smith for how long I think that's like a trend yeah. that's like going in a good direction like you don't have to draft a quarterback and have them come in and be your savior right away because we see like how many times that a quarterback's drafted like they cannot save your franchise like within the first year yeah it's honestly like a good thing because they can sit back and like learn from that quarterback even no matter who that quarterback is they're in the league for a reason and reach their like potential yeah their actual potential instead of just getting it like wasted kind of like you know like Sam Darnold or something like that David Carr yeah yeah I mean the Texans team is terrible yeah but but still (laughs) right five (laughs) and he got the Bengals Uh, I have him taking Peeney the left tackle from Oregon he um we were kind of talking about this last night between him and Rashawn Slater. Those are the two best tackles. Rashawn <coughs> Slater's more NFL ready, but I think Peeney is just insane. And I think he has, like, crazy high potential. Like, in my eyes, I feel like he's going to be, like, the best tackle in the league in, like, five years. He just – I th- so I think they're going to go with him and – just I I mean Rashawn is also a good pick here, but I I just haven't taken Peeney. I have the Bengals taking Jamar Chase because 
I think Joe Burrow is going to be in the GMC or saying, let me team up with my like one of my friends from college. Because they this offseason they signed some O-linemen. Like maybe they're not like all that good, as yeah. good as like what they could draft here. But they can draft O-linemen in the second round. Like top of the, top of the second round with their fifth pick in the second round has to be O-line. And I just don't think at this spot, like if they take O-line, that's like sending a message to Jober, like we want to protect you. But here they're also like, we want you to like be able to throw up to people because really they have, who they have, they have T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and that's like it. That's I'd about it. Tyler Boyd's coming back, and they're all like sh- slot guys. Yeah. yeah, they need someone that they could throw up to. Jamar Chase is that for me. So that's why I have the Bengals taking. I I had them going offensive line until. I read it said that the Bengals executive, Duke Tobin, said the team believes the draft isn't as deep at receiver as it is no, at offensive deeper, line. It's deep it's deeper at O line. Yeah, so that makes me think that they're going Jamar Chase here. Um get the ex teammate of Joe and bring him in and then they they believe that the offensive line there will be more offensive linemen as the draft. You know, they'll be, they'll be, they'll so be someone for them to draft at yeah. number five in the second round. Yeah, 100%. so I think I think they go Jamar Chase here, get that, um, get the receiver for um, Joe Burrow, and then they look uh, offensive lineman uh, deeper in the draft. Yeah. So, number six is the Miami Dolphins. Ten. I have them taking Kyle Pitts. Okay. okay yeah. So this is like this is this where, where it's going to get, get different. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. So. You have Kyle, yeah. You have them taking Kyle Pitts since you had the Falcons taking quarterback. Yeah. So your draft, you have four straight quarterbacks. Yep. It's very, it's very like I know it sounds like insane, but like because it really is insane, but it's very possible. It is. At least I could definitely see the Falcons. There's definitely three going. I think no matter what. No, there's the top three is guaranteed quarterbacks. Yeah, and I could definitely see the Falcons just saying. Okay, Matt Ryan's getting up there in age, and we are known for choking. And not saying that's Matt Ryan's fault, but it's someone's fault. So, mostly Dan Quinn, but, you know, let's figure it out and let's develop down the line. <coughs> so, you have the Dolphins taking Kyle Pitts. Yes. Which is a good pick if he's there. If he's there, yes. Kyle Pitts to Miami, I would like that a lot. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. See, I have... I have Dolphins at six have taken Jalen Waddle because, I mean, Kyle Pitts is off the board. Jalen Waddle's elite separator, and they need someone who can, you know, separate off the line because they have – it'll be Jalen Waddle and Will Fuller and Devontae Parker. But, I mean, Devontae Parker isn't like a, you know, like your go-to number one, but – I mean, it really neither is Will Fuller, but that three, like those three together, would be really nice for Tua. So and Tua, they would bring Jalen Waddle back. I don't know if Tua ever played with them, but at least they went to the same school, so yeah. they would like each other, hopefully. Yeah. But um, yeah. I have the Dolphins taking Jalen Waddle's teammate Devontae Smith at six. Um, it was either for me, it was either Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith, um, but Tua did play with Devontae Smith. Um, and I think, I just think that 
Devontae Smith is going six to Miami. I just think if I had to place one bet on other than the first pick and the second pick, that's a given, I think, and the third pick is. But I really, really, really do think Devontae Smith is going to be a Dolphin by the end of the draft. I could see it. I could definitely see it. I just think Jim Waddle is just better. Oh, I th- I I think I think that Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith between the two, I would take Jalen Waddle. That's who I want. But something about the Dolphins, I just think with Devontae Smith is going six. Okay, seven is Lions. I have Detroit taking Jamar Chase. Jamar so, Chase. Yep, that's who I have them taking. They're they lost Kenny Galladay, so they're kind of in need of receiver. I mean, they're no offense to each, but the Lions are like in need of a lot of things. But I feel like receivers are biggest one because who else who do you have besides Danny Amendola? He's not even on the team anymore. Yeah, he, yeah they that, released that, that's him. That's what I thought. <laughs> so you have pretty much no one. So that's why yeah, I have been taking Jamal Chase. Quincy <laughs> Cephas is our number one. Uh. You have so you said uh, Jamar. Jamar. So this is my first trade. I have the Lions trading down with the Chargers to Chargers trade up and take Peeney. So they Chargers trade up from thirteen to seven to take their generational generational air quotes uh, tackle of the future, which they will be their best O lineman for the yeah. next however many years. But I just think the Chargers need to like. If they're kind of in the same boat as the Bengals, which the Chargers have infinitely better weapons than the Bengals, but they ha- don't have the O-line for Justin Herbert, and I think they need to make a move because at 13, none of Peeney or Panay uh, and Rashawn, the top two, they're not going to be there at 13. So I think they need to make a move, and the Lions are willing to trade down because we just need draft capital. We don't. The number seven pick isn't going to change our franchise unless, unless it's one of the top four quarterbacks. Yeah, but that's my. I have the Chargers trading up for Panay. Yeah, at seven, I have the Lions taking Panay. Um, I just think building a good offensive line is very key to winning, and I think we can all, like, we all know that Jared Goff isn't like the future. Of the Detroit Lions. He's a bridge. But, like, yeah. But I think, um, you know, having – just building that offensive line for the next quarterback that the Lions decide to bring in, I think that's huge. And I think that they will get um, – they will be able to snag um, receivers and free agency better than – I mean, it's just hard to pass on Panay. And I just think that the Lions will take him and then have him for the future for the next quarterback they decide to bring in. Okay. Eight. Panthers, Sam, what do you got? This is my first trade. Okay. I have New England trading up from 15, and they're taking Trey Lance, is who I have New England okay. taking. And the reason I have them trading up is because quarterback, I feel like, is their one of their biggest needs. I mean, Cam is Cam, but Cam had a really bad season last year. Um, there's a lot more to it than just Cam playing bad. He had no one to throw to. And this year, I mean, he's also 32, 33. He's 32. So he's like, he's the bridge. And I think Trey Lance will be like the next thing in New England. And I think Bill will realize that like we're going from a guy 
we went from Tom Brady to a, like a more mobile quarterback. So now let's go to another more mobile quarterback who's basically a Cam Jr. And let's just have Cam develop Cam Jr. <laughs> yeah. He's like they really are physically like <laughs> very similar. Yeah, and just have them de- have Cam like teach Trey what to do, and then Trey will, you know, take off. And it's it'll be a trendsetter, a trendsetter because the Patriots never trade up. Yeah, they're like one of the teams that never ever ever trade up. But I also have the Patriots trading up, <laughs> uh, but not for Trey Lance, be for Justin Fields. I think they, yeah, they, not desperately, but they're like almost in the same boat as like the football team. Yeah, like needing a quarterback that bad. So I think the Panthers would be on the phone with a lot of people if. Fields or Lance is still there. So this could go either way, but I think the Panthers are like almost 100% trading down from eight. Yeah. Unless, they, unless there's one of, unless one of the top four is there or one of the top three receivers is there. Yeah. So how Pitts if basically being a receiver. Yeah. Panthers, the Panthers, like I've already said, like we've been on the phone with New England for the past like week trying yeah. to figure out trade and they're probably details. Gonna, they're probably going to get a haul. And I think the Patriots would have to, you know, they'd have to sell, like, sell a little bit to get this Justin Fields. But I think him going to New England, because mm-hmm. the reason, like, his, his he's falling right now is because, pe- like, GMs and stuff are questioning his character. Because they said he's, like, arrogant and all this stuff. But, like, New England would be the perfect place for him to go if he is that kind of player. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. they would just ship him out, the, they'd ship him out the door if he continue to be like that after how many years. Yeah. But that's my pick. I have the Panthers keeping their pick, and I kind of – sorry, Tanner, I know it's your team, but I kind of have them, in my opinion, reaching a little bit. I have them taking J.C. Horn from South Carolina. Um, I think I would have had – see, I have the Patriots trading for nine. So I had, the, I had the Panthers obviously keeping their pick. But now that I listen to you guys talk about the Patriots trading up to the Panthers it just makes me think that's more of a possibility than them reaching Tan- and taking Tan- J.C. Horn. If the Panthers take J.C. Horn on draft night, I'm throwing fists. I have them. I'm not just. Tan- I'm not just throwing fists. I'm throwing fists with that kid across the table from me because he put it in motion. Yeah, if that actually happens, if we're if that happens, because you haven't had what court you have Justin Fields still haven't went. Yep. I'd rather us take Justin Fields. Because I have Justin Fields falling. Yeah. So I, I'd rather have just we take Justin Fields or I- anyone else besides J.C. Horn. I'm sorry. Well, well it's just he'd be the – well, I guess. Yeah, so I, 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 now that we're talking about the Panthers, I'll say, Tanner, I forgot to say that it started off, that Teddy got traded. Yeah, we did kind of skip it. I mean, we traded him for literally a pa- bag of potato chips pretty much. Six rounder this year. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we it. didn't. We had, I mean, get rid of his contract. Well, we still have to pay most of it. Most of it, but yeah. at least you just don't. You don't need him. At yeah, all. which I'd rather us just kind of keep him because like, you only have to pay this. You don't, you won't have you have to pay this year's contract, would you? We have to pay like nine mil or something because they I came mean, out. He's ma- I mean, he's making. He's, he's making, making way 20, more. Yeah, so. but he he. Like, I kind of wish we would have kept him because, like, just for this year, because he get like, Sam gets hurt. 
and then we basically are going to play some no name. You got the, you got the XFL quarterback. No, we do have the XFL quarterback. I forgot his I name. I don't remember his name either. But uh, Teddy, I mean, and Teddy could also show Sam like what Sam's doing wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, mechanics and stuff. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I Teddy probably shouldn't be speaking on mechanics stuff. He was terrible last yeah. year. Well, he was terrible. That's true, but. That was what pick that was, was eight, that was eight, eight nine, or yep. nine. So the Broncos. I have the uh, Broncos taking <coughs> Patrick Sertan from Alabama. Um, now they signed Kendall. Is it Kendall Fuller or is it Kyle? Kyle. Kyle. I always get two mixed up. I can't Just remember on which one's which. Yeah. They signed him. He's solid. And besides that, they don't have much. I still think cor- corner is a big need for him. I think Patrick's a best corner in in the draft. In my opinion, I think he is, but he I I just I have them taken. Nine. I got the Broncos taking a translator. They need O line. Like they need tackle pretty bad. Like pretty bad. And if Rashawn Slater's here, take him. Protect Teddy or Drew Locke. I'm not sure who they're going to start now. Probably Teddy. Probably Teddy. Drew Locke's terrible. I mean, yeah. Uh, But at least give Teddy some protection. So, and Rashawn Slater's, you can argue, the best tackle, best NFL-ready tackle in the draft. So, I think the Broncos would snatch him up right here. Um, At nine, this is where I have um, the Patriots trading up. I have the Patriots trading up to nine and taking Trey Lance, and then I have the Broncos moving to 15. But this is where I have the Patriots trading up um, and taking Trey Lance at nine. Okay. Uh, so we had nine. You had, who'd you say, ten? I had Patrick Sertan. Sertan, Slater. Trey Lance. Trade up for Lance. Okay, so everyone has their quarterbacks off the board besides Gunner Sauce, Justin Fields, I'm pretty sure, right? Yep. Yes. Okay, ten, the Cowboys. <laughs> I have the Cowboys taking Rashawn Slater. Um Cowboys O line was really bad last year. I mean, they were all hurt, but still, I could definitely see them bringing in another O tackle. And like DJ said, and, and I've said, Rashawn Slater's most NFL ready. So it gives Dak more protection, gives Zeke more protection to run, and it's just one of those things. I'm I I think they're gonna go O tackle here. I have the Cowboys taking Sertan. I think it's like the pick that's lined up for them for however however long they've had this number ten pick. Their secondary was like the worst in the league last year. Yeah. So I think they need to take, you know, somebody who can help because really, <clears throat> really all they have is they have. I mean, they signed a bunch of safeties who they're moving to linebacker like Keanu Neal and uh, and I'm trying to remember they've. What's his name? They have a Trevon Diggs. Trevon that's Diggs. Who I'm that, yeah, of. that's who I was trying to think. But they'll have Sertan on the outside. Who's he can do pretty well on the outside. I mean, I this has just then been their pick that they've. I guarantee they've had this written down on their yep. book for the last like five months. I guarantee it. I I exactly what you. I have them taking Patrick Sertan too at ten, for the same reasons you just said. Yeah. So eleven with the Giants. I have the Giants taking Jalen Waddle. I, I mean, they signed Kenny Galladay, and they have Sterling Shepard. But besides that, 
they don't have much, so I think Jalen Waddle is a good pick for them. I mean, defense and quarterbacks are, like, necessary for them, but there's no, like, top five quarterbacks are off the board. And, I mean, the, there's still a couple really good um, defensive players, but I think Jalen Waddle is the best player, like, on the board right now, so I have him taking Jalen Waddle. I have the Giants taking Micah Parsons. The the first defender to be taken in the draft will be at 11. Actually, no. It will be at 10, and then right behind him for me would be Parsons, so two in a row. But Micah Parsons, like, he'll fit their scheme of just kind of run around, be athletic kind of linebacker because at Penn State he showed flashes that he could be, like, the best, def- like, defender in the class. But then there's times where he was, like, you know, he showed – why he would like fall because there was like before it had been like a month ago he was projected to like almost go top five <laughs> and I think teams started like scouting him more and looking at his film and go to like his pro day and stuff and he'll definitely he's definitely arguably he could go top 10 but he'll go top 15 he's not gonna fall outside 15 so for me the Giants go Michael Parsons uh, I have the Giants going Jalen Waddle, um, like Tanner said. Um, I think I just think that Jalen Waddle could be um, like a missing puzzle piece for their offense, um, but also that one missing puzzle piece isn't going to take the Giants. Like, you know, they're not going to make be a playoff team contender next year. But I think I think they take Jalen Waddle and um, give Daniel Jones another weapon. All right, we are at number 12 with the Eagles. I have the Eagles taking Devontae Smith, gives Jalen Hurts another weapon, and, I mean, receiver's been, like, their biggest need the last, like, four years. And they, last year, they messed up and took Jalen Rieger over Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. And this year, I mean, taking the Heisman winner. I mean, Devontae Smith could definitely go higher. I just... I think the other two receivers in this class are better than him, me personally. Um, Devontae Smith is, like, crazy good, though, still. But I definitely have Devontae Smith going 12 to Philly. I have the Eagles taking J.C. Horn uh, out of South Carolina because he – they need a corner because really all they have is Darius Slay. And Slay is, like, he's starting to get old, and he's not as good as he once was. Uh Shout out Toby Keith, but uh, I would see the Eagles taking corner here, but I could definitely see them going for a wide receiver or a weapon for Jalen Hurts. I just think that they really need to prioritize defense yeah, because their secondary was also one of the worst last year. Like anyone that they played was getting, you know, like they were making Drew Block look like, you know, like a franchise quarterback when they played. But that's just, you know. What I would do if I was the Eagles was would be take J.C. Horn. I have um, I have the Eagles taking Caleb Farley, um, which he he probably I think if if the Eagles don't take him, he won't go until probably twenty two, at least twenty two. But I think that um, the Eagles because Caleb Farley is. Very talented. They would be he's a team so that, talented. They would be, they would be the team that I would see reach on something yeah. like that. And 
I just think that I guess not reach take like the risk. Yeah, because it's with him. The way I see it with Caleb Farley is almost like the Michael Porter, like it, it, for the Nuggets. Like it's not reaching, but like maybe it is because of the injuries that it's a big risk. You know what I mean? But I think the Eagles will take that risk and take Caleb Farley because it's not like they're trying to win next year. You know what I mean? And they have plenty. They have plenty of draft capital too. Yeah. So they can swing and miss on a couple. Yeah. But so I really think they go Caleb Farley. So thirteen. The Chargers. I have the Chargers taking uh, Christian Darisaw from Virginia Tech. It's one of the other good O-linemen. It just need, like how you have them trading up for uh, Peeney. I just have them, I have them taking O-linemen at 13. And, I mean, Christian's very solid, very good what he does, and he'll be good for them. Yeah. Uh, so my pick here, because the Chargers traded up, with the Lions to take Panay. The Lions, with a 13 pick, will take Devontae Smith. I'll have him going down. We need wide receiver, like, so bad. And this will be a start. Because Devontae, you know, he's people are saying that, like, he might, you know, slip a little bit with the wide receivers just because, you know, he's, like, skinny. Six and foot. He's, yeah, he's, like, skinny. He only weighs, like, 170. And but I think that the Lions will definitely – they'll be happy with trading down and still getting a good wide receiver. Yeah. Um, I have the Chargers taking Rashawn Slater um, just to build up that uh, offensive line for um, Justin Herbert. And like you said earlier, Rashawn Slater or Panay, either one that you throw on this Chargers team automatically becomes like their best offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. So I think I think um, the Chargers, th- I think they have to go offensive line. But I have them going t- taking Rashawn Slater at 13. Yeah, they need to protect Justin Herbert yeah. for sure. But 14, the Vikings. I have the Vikings taking Quiddy Pay from Michigan. Um, just another guy to rush on the opposite end of Daniil Hunter. And, I, I mean, that's pretty much all I got to say. He's he's very good defensive end. So <laughs> uh, That might be a reach. I could, I mean, Jalen Phillips might be better than him. Yeah, and that's that's. I had Jalen Phillips going like not very far later, but I just think Quiddy Pay fits Minnesota better. See, I, <coughs> that's fair, but I for me, I have them just trading back because I don't think that they want on reach at fourteen for a player that they can probably end up drafting at like twenty five. So I have, I have the Vikings trading back with the football team and the football team takes Mac Jones because they need a quarterback because obviously Ryan Fitzpatrick is not their, you know, not their future. So they trade up nine spot or not nine spots, five spots with the Vikings. The Vikings go back to 19 and uh, the football team will take Mac Jones for me. So that's all the quarterbacks for me. I mean, I, the I don't know five. what you're talking about. Fitzmagic's definitely their future. <laughs> he's, playing, yeah. he's playing until he's 60. But that's all That's all five. Yeah, that's all five top five quarterbacks off the board for me. And my last quarterback is about to be taken because I have the Washington football team trading up with the Vikings to get 14 and take Justin Fields. So I have Justin Fields and well, Washington. Have you had Mac Jones? Yeah, you had Mac Jones three, right? three. Yep, okay. so that's all my quarterbacks. 
Yep. Picks. So I have Justin Fields getting taken at 14 by the Washington football team via trade. That's fair. All right, so 15 would be the Patriots. Patriots. And I had Carolina trading, trading back. Down. So did I. So I have Carolina taking Micah Parsons here. Um, we need linebacker. And, I mean, we don't, like, desperately need linebacker, but he's there and he's good. So we might as well just take him. <laughs> so uh, I had I also had the uh, Patriots trade up with the Panthers. So the Panthers trade back to get 15. So I have the Panthers taking Christian Derisaw out of Virginia Tech. They need tackle because I'm sure they don't that's, want – I'm sure true. they don't want, you know, I don't even remember their left tackle's name. Uh, off the top of my head. Taylor Morton. No, other one. That's right tackle. Other one. I, I can't thought, even remember his he, name. I thought he played. Left. He's not like, but I, I'm sure they don't want, because Taylor Morton's solid. He's not like, you know. Taylor Morton's like good. And so I'm sure they would want, you know, somebody just as good on the other side of him. Christian Darisaw is very good. So that's who I got. Carolina hoping to improve their line. I trade back. I also have Christian Derrishaw going this with the fifteenth pick, but this would be the Broncos pick mm-hmm. because the Patriots. I had the Patriots trading up to nine for Trey Lance. That's right. So I have the Broncos at fifteen. Um, I like them taking an offensive lineman um, because I think I like them taking an offensive lineman because I think that they're gonna um, try to protect whether they keep Teddy. And try to build off Teddy or whether they keep Drew Locke. Um, I just think building that offensive line for the Broncos is going to be big. Yeah. And I think no matter, like literally the only two positions that the Broncos would have to go after would be, and if they had, if they trade back or not, would be either. I mean, ta- I think O line's almost more important than their corner needs right yeah. now. Long term corner, probably, but right now, O line, just because like they don't really have anybody. Yeah. But. Uh, next pick Cardinals at 16. 16. Cardinals at 16. And you got 10. I have them taking Jalen Phillips. Um, he's good D tackle, and Cardinals defense is awful. They're terrible, so they're just gonna take best defensive player, um, on the board. And I think he is. So. Yeah. Uh, I have the Cardinals taking Greg Newsom, <laughs> the corner out of Northwestern, because I don't think they're gonna want to take a shot at. Caleb Farley, just because they need, like, they're almost, they're like a win now, right team right now, just because the signings and trade they've made. So they want someone that's going to come in and, you know, not have to, like, worry about being injured, like, being injured all the time or not. So they'll take, and I, I watch Northwestern, like, when I watch Nebraska play, they play Northwestern, I think, twice a year. Yeah. And Northwestern's defense this last year was really good. And obviously, you see Rashawn Slater, but y'all see. Greg Newsom, he's very solid corner, and I think he'll help because their defense is – I mean, their pass rush, Cardinals pass rush, last year when they had – it would have been Hassan Reddick and – I can't remember his name uh, – Chandler Jones. Yeah. Was very good, and now it's only going to get better. Well, they lost Hassan Reddick, but they got J.J. Watt, and now their own line's better. They just need to improve their secondary. Yeah. And I, I got them. I have them taking Greg Newsom the second as well for every reason that DJ just stated. I just think it's um, it's a very good pick for them where they can just 
plug. It's a plug and play. They yeah, can plug in Greg Newsome and they're ready to go. That's literally exactly what he's going to be. Because he brings in, I mean, and also he ran a four three eight forty. Like he he's fast. Like he's solid. He, I just think he that's that's the right pick for them. Yeah, and who they lost? They lost Patrick Peterson. Yep. But I'm sure they don't really care if they're going to just plug and play Greg Newsome. Yeah. Not saying he's like going to be just like Patrick Peterson, but he'll be solid for him. So, seventeen the Raiders. Um, I'm taking Jeremiah Cormora. Owusu Cormoa. Yeah, I I'm not going to try to pronounce it. <laughs> I'm really bad at names, but I have him taking them. They need linebacker. They need a lot of things after this off season, but um, I just think he's a perfect fit for Las Vegas. I yeah, I think they just take best almost best player available here, and they definitely need linebacker, and they just need defense because their defense also last year was really bad. Their offense was pretty good, yeah, and they could compete with people, but it was just their defense could not stop anybody. So I also I have them taking Jeremiah Usikormoa at Notre Dame. Just very, like, very solid linebacker who's going to come in and probably almost be their best linebacker yeah. <laughs> besides – Maybe compete with what's his name, uh, something Kwasowski. <laughs> I can't remember his name. I know who you're talking yeah. about. It's I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce. His I know. Name. I know who you're talking about, but I I couldn't tell you his yeah, name. I, but that's my pick for the Raiders. Um, I this is where I have Micah, um, getting drafted. I have him going. Um, like you guys said, they really do need linebacker a linebacker core. Um, and I have them taking Micah, and um, I think that's a good pick for them. Yeah, if Micah's down there for them, they'll definitely take yeah, him over if, Jeremiah. If if Micah's still there, like and they don't take Micah, yeah. fans are gonna be pissed. Yeah. He's he's the best he's what they need and he's the best at what they need. And if they didn't take him there, that'd if be he's there. that yeah, that would, if yeah. he's there, that would just yeah. Eighteen is the Dolphins. I have the Dolphins taking Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. Um he's one of the best guards. Um, I think in the draft, and I just haven't taken him because I mean, it he can grow with Tua, and they can just grow together. And he's he's a solid O lineman, and they can always use O lineman. Yeah, I have I have the Dolphins taking Jalen Phillips, just because they need someone coming off the edge because they who did they? No, I'm thinking of Cal Van Noy. They signed him to a big contract and then traded him. Yeah. And or him. they cut him. Yeah, and then he signed with the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. But they need someone coming off the edge because they have basically nobody. And they, they're Brian, – uh, yeah, Brian Flores, will, I hope, will turn him into, like, an elite edge rusher because he's already turned that defense of just, like, not saying they're not good, but it's a bunch of, like, good – like okay to solid players and they make him he makes them look like an elite defense. Yeah. Um at 18, I have the Dolphins um taking Okay, Georgia Georgia fans called him AO as a nickname. His name is Aziz. Yeah, Aziz. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but the Dolphins are going to take AO, uh, uh outside linebacker from Georgia. Um I just think that uh the Dolphins um, if they can build up that defense as well as like what they, the potential that they have on the offensive side, um, I just think building up that defense 
is going to help them in the future. Yeah, it, you know they need they need players. Like they need players that'll come in. Brian Flores should have won. Not okay. He probably shouldn't have won Coach of the Year, but like he was definitely should have been talked they, about because they didn't even make the playoffs. But like that team wasn't really that good. Like their offense was pretty bad. Yeah. Like just because Tua just kept getting benched, and Fitzpatrick got benched for like no reason. Like halfway through the year when they were like on fire, but uh, I think uh, Aziz. I think it's. Ojulari. Ojulari. I think it's, it's Ojulari. I didn't want to pronounce it wrong. I think it's Aziz Ojulari is how you say it. But uh, now we're at 19. This would be the football team's pick. I have, I have football team taking uh, Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. Um, they signed Curtis Samuel and they have Scary Terry. But besides that, they have like no receivers. So I think Rashad Bateman's a good pick for him. Mm. That's solid. Uh, this see, I have the football team trading up, so this is the Vikings pick for me, and I have the Vikings taking Elijah Vera Tucker. So that's why I think they could trade back and still get an O lineman because I think they need interior O line like just as bad as they would need an edge at the other side of Daniel Hunter. But that's my pick. Um, that is also my pick, and I just realized that we had the same mock trade, and the teams taking the same person. No, <laughs> I didn't realize that. Did you but have them, did you have football team trading up? I had, Mike I had them, Jones? no I had them trading up and taking Justin Fields oh, as the qu- last play. quarterback. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh shoot. Yeah, I forgot yeah, you had Mac. That's what it was. But um, who that was nineteen. What are we that at? Was 20? Now we're in twenty, which is the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. I had the Bears taking um Kadarius Tony. Um, he's he's. Like a, I don't want to say he's a mini Tyreek Hill. He's just super fast and he's elite with the ball once he catches it. But he's, I, they just need. He's a good slot guy and he'd probably be a really good special teams guy. And I mean, they, the Bears could always use one of those because, um, who knows what Allen Robinson's future is? Like most likely he's gonna leave after this year. But yeah, and. Uh, where are we at twenty? Yeah, I have. See, I have the Bears. They could go receiver. I have them taking tackle. I have them taking Tevin, Tevin Jenkins, Jenkins out of Oak State. They just need like their O line last year was just not good for what they were trying to run. Just their play calling in general was terrible. Also, until they Matt Nagy was being was so bad. They're and running they, it on first down, and, and then they like switched it to their OC to call plays, which wasn't really any much better. Like, yeah, I just think they'll need O-line to help because I think they can draft, you know, if there's, like, that electric player, like, if there's a uh, – what's the guy's name out of Ohio State? Quick guy. I can't remember his name. Uh, gosh dang it. If they – if he's there in the second round, they'll take him for 100%. I can't remember his name, though. What what position? He's a wide receiver. That's like I had them taking uh you know, tackle here, O line, but I just can't remember the guy's name out of Ohio State. He's just fast. That's literally all he is. Because Justin Fields just threw bombs to him. I can't remember his name, but you can go ahead, Gunner. Um I I also had the Bears take in Tevin Jenkins from Oak State. Um pretty much for the same reasons you just said. I just think an offensive lineman at twenty for them is um, a good pick, and I think that's what they'll do. The wide receiver I was thinking was Chris Olave. 
Okay. Oh, Chris Olave. Yeah. yeah, that's who I was thinking of because he went off when they played Clemson. Yeah. In the championship, or not championship, but in the playoff. Yeah. He, had, he was just throwing deep balls to him. But now we're at 21. This would be the Colts. Um, I have the Colts taking Rinaldi Moore. Is that how you say it's Rinaldi? Uh, I think it's, I think it's just, I think it's Ronald. I think it's just, yeah, I don't I, know. I don't, I've been all day for some reason typed, but, um, um, I have them taking, taking him. Um, Michael Pittman's good. Um, T.Y. Hilton's, he's all right. He's been, fa- he's fallen off the last couple of years. So I think receiver's definitely a need for them. Um, and it's another weapon for Carson Wentz to, Hopefully, go out there and show that he's better than what he actually was in Philly. Yeah. But 21. See, I have a trade here. I have the Saints trading up to 21 with the Colts to take Caleb Farley because just today, uh, the, the, uh, I think it was Scheffner said that the Saints are a team looking to trade up and they want Farley and they said they have to. They said they'll most likely have to go ahead of the Titans, which the Titans have the next pick. And I think the Colts, they I think their pick in the first round is going to be O-line. But since basically all O-linemen are basically off the board that are worth taking in the 20s, I think they'll just trade back to the Saints have the 28. So they'll just trade back to 28, and they could probably end up still taking O-line. Yeah. Someone a late round, like a late first rounder. Um, At 21 – this is where I have the Colts taking uh, Quiddy Pay. Um, I think um, with an aging Justin Houston um, and a solid, de- a great defense already, I think that uh, they'll just take Quiddy Pay and put him in there. Um, and then as Justin Houston makes his way out, he, that's where when he will really you know blossom. And I just think like he. Quiddy Pay will be able to learn from Justin Houston, and I think I think Quiddy Pay has the potential to be the best defensive player in this whole draft. If he, he falls if to the he, right place, I yeah, really think if he, he if he gets coached right. Yeah, I think he has the potential to be the best defensive player in this whole draft, and I think if um, if he goes to, I think the Colts Indianapolis is a good place for him where he can um, learn behind Justin Houston. I mean, not learn behind him, but you know, just get advice. From someone like Justin Houston, um, Darius Leonard, and like Darius Leonard, DeForest Buckner, like I just think that um, that would be a really good fit for him, and I also think that would be scary for the rest of the league yeah. to have him go to a team that's already, you know, that maybe doesn't even have to take a defensive player here. They don't have to, but I just think that would be a solid pick for the Colts yeah. at twenty-one, uh, twenty-two with the Titans pick. I have the Titans. Um, Taking kind of more of a project player, I have them taking Gregory Rousseau, um, defensive end. Defensive end's been a need for um, the Titans for a while, and uh, they're there's not like there might be a couple better, but Gregory Rousseau has like a high ceiling if you can like coach him right. He has like the body and everything to be a great defensive end. He just doesn't have like the mental mental game of being a defensive end. That was, like, his biggest flaw in Miami. So, I have him taking Gregory at 22. I have the Titans taking Rashad Bateman at Minnesota because they just lost Corey Davis. 
and they need someone to come in and you know fill that role that he had with being all the other side of AJ Brown. I like Rashad Bateman a lot, but that's my pick. For the I Titans. also have the Titans taking Rashad Bateman. Yeah, I like that pick with for the yeah. Titans. He'll just be a Corey Davis Jr. Yeah, they literally do exactly what he did. Just and I think he can be pretty damn good at it too. Yeah, I think he'll he'll be, he has a chance to be. Uh, he'll be. He'll be just as. He'll be good. Yeah, I like Rashad a lot, but twenty three is the Jets. I have the I have the Jets taking more of like a, in my opinion, who they should take. I have them taking Najee Harris, um, from Alabama. I mostly have them taking a running back here just because their best running back is. Uh, thirty-eight-year-old Frank Gore. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kind of, running backs kind of a big need for them. I feel like and Najee and Zach Wilson coming in with the other pieces they have. I just think that's the best pick that they can yeah. pick at this. Yeah. I don't. I I don't know if a team will. P- they should take a running back here, but I just don't know if a team will pick like pick one until like a late late first round. For running back, but I have the Jets taking AO. I have them taking Aziz. Uh, they need their two linebackers they had last year, like start last year, were both old as what Avery Williamson and CJ. Uh, CJ no, Mosley? No. Yeah. It, was it CJ? Yeah, CJ. They're both their middle linebackers and they traded Avery, Avery back to, to the, the Steelers. Steelers. Yeah. So they have. You know, aging linebackers, and I think Aziz can help him. You know, he'll just be a pass rushing linebacker, and they need help on some defense. With you know, they only have Quentin Williams. Yeah, so. uh, this is where I have um, Elijah Vera Tucker going um, to help protect Zach Wilson. Um, but also, I really, I can see them taking Najee Harris, and because if you, as a Jets fan. You got to be excited about having Zach Wilson and Najee Harris. Like if you if those are the two players that um, headline your draft your draft night. I think as a Jets fan, you look at that and you think that you say that's something we can work with. Exactly. Yeah, um, but I think either Elijah Vera Tucker or I I really really like them taking Najee Harris. Like what you said, Tan. I really I want them to take Najee Harris, but I think they go Elijah Vera Tucker. Yeah. Uh, twenty. We're at twenty-four. Yep. Twenty-four. It's the Steelers. Um, I have them also taking a running back. The only reason I do is because their run game last year was like the worst in the league, and they lost James Conner, which is either a good thing or a bad thing, whichever you want to see it as. But I've been taking Travis Etienne from Clemson. Uh, he's very skilled skilled running back and he's really good and I think that in my opinion I think that's Steelers biggest needs besides maybe quarterback just because Ben's getting old but uh, O-line's a need too but I think Travis Etienne is their running back of the future he's very good so that's who I have them taking I see you said O-line so I have the Steelers taking O-line but they need like interior O line because just like their whole interior O line's gone now. Yeah. So I'm taking Alabama interior O line, Landon Dickerson, and he'll come in and he'll probably have to start right away because Pouncey retired last year. And I think 
that's about literally all they have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they need O-line, I think, as, like, one of their most dire needs right now if they want to stay competitive. Um, I This is where I have Najee Harris going, 24, to um, Pittsburgh. Um, I think that the, the Najee Harris, um, Benny Snell, you know, speed and power, um, I think that – um, duo um, can really help the Steelers if they're still trying to compete, but it's going to be very, very hard for them to compete, like DJ said, without an O-line. Yeah. Um, but if they don't go O-line here, I think they take Najee Harris, and they have um, they have um, two running backs that are different. Um, and obviously Najee Harris is more the future than Benny Snell, but um, – Whenever you have Najee Harris doing his thing, and then you switch it up and give it to Benny Snell, who is more of a quick, elusive back, that's just very hard to stop. Yeah, but twenty-five, the Jaguars pick. I have the Jaguars taking Wyatt Davis here from Ohio State. Um, he's solid, uh, offensive lineman. He's an offensive guard, and Jacksonville can always use offensive linemen. I they have. A good center. I can't think of his name on top of my head, but they have a good center. But besides that, they don't have much for O line. Yeah, I have the Jaguars taking Trevon Morig, safety out of TCU. Their secondary was also really bad last year. They were just bad in general, obviously. And I think he'll come in and be like, uh, he'll he'll be one of their best back end players that they have for their defense. And he'll make a big in- – I think he'll make a pretty significant impact on the defensive side of the ball for the Jaguars. I also have them going defensively, um, drafting uh, Christian Barmore um, for the same reason that you just stated. Um, like, there's their defense um, – because you have Trevor Lawrence coming in, so, like, you, you would like to think that you know your offense is going to be there. Um but if you can have that defense be good as well, then that's a very good look for Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, 26 with the Browns. Um, Browns' two biggest needs is wide receiver and linebacker. Um, there's good of both still left, but I have them taken uh, Zayvon Collins here, um, linebacker from Tulsa, just because I think he would fit Cleveland very well, and I think he just – a good player for them to take at 26. I have them taking Christian Barmore because I think they need to be able to stop the run because they just need to get someone who can come in and, you know, stuff up the middle. And he was really salt. Like, he had a high draft profile before the year started, and it kind of, it kind of fell off a little bit just because he wasn't, like, playing as good at Alabama, I definitely think he could be, like, something really special if he gets coached right way, and I think that Steven Stefanski will he'll put him in the right situation to succeed. Yeah. Um, I have the Browns taking Jalen Phillips at 26. Um, I know they just signed Jadavion Clowney to pair with Miles Garrett, but Clowney comes in with, like, health, health concerns, and he's on a one-year deal. Um, but I think grabbing possibly the most talented edge rusher in the draft at 26 is too much upside to pass up on. Whenever you're going to be yeah. facing quarterbacks 
like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. I mean, or uh, Joe Burrow is obviously not Patrick Mahomes and Lamar, but um, the Bengals would be playing the Browns often, a lot. So they're whenever you're going to be playing quarterbacks that and within your division that are good yeah. like that, you need to make sure that you build that defense for them. And 27 is the Ravens pick. I have the Ravens taking Terrence Marshall here, wide receiver from LSU. They need a um, – receiver's been their biggest need for, like, ever. Yeah. And, I mean, they need a receiver so bad last year they signed a super Des old Bryant. Des Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, they signed uh, Sammy Watkins, right? Yeah. They yeah. signed Sammy, and they, signed, and they have uh, Hollywood Brown, who are two solid – um, receivers. My, two solid receivers. I cannot speak. Mm-hmm. Two solid receivers, but Terrence Marshall is really good at going and high pointing the ball, and I think he'd fit really well with Lamar. Dude, this is my last trade. So I have the Ravens trading this twenty seventh pick down, and I have the Vikings taking this pick, trading like all their mid round picks basically for it, and the Vikings will trade. Where they were basically were in the second round up to twenty seven to take Quiddy Pay, so they can still end up trading down however many times and then end up trading back up with assets they acquired to take Quiddy Pay. So they have someone on the other side of Daniel Hunter. I like that. I I I honestly hope that happens because they can trade back. I they could trade back from fourteen. To nineteen, yeah. take the O linemen they need, and yep. then with the assets they got, use those to trade back up. Because the the Vikings have like eight fourth round picks. Yeah, they have a lot of picks in the mid rounds, so they can trade whatever to get to this twenty seven. Yeah, I and the Ravens really don't. Uh, they don't. They need it. They need one of these first round picks. Yeah, which they have, have twenty seven and thirty one. Right. Yeah. So like, no, I like that. Um. I have Baltimore taking Trevon Morig here. Um, I just think that um, the Ravens would benefit having a ball hawk safety that can just, you know, read the ball yeah. and um, just see the whole field. And um, I think Trevon Morig does that. And I like him going to Baltimore at 27. Yeah. And uh, 28. Is the Saints? Uh, this is where I have J.C. Horn going. Um, I've been dropping uh, quite a bit. Um, not for really any particular reason. I just have him dropping. Um, I think if he fell to this pick, though, Saints are definitely taking him. He's the son of Saints legend Joe Horn, so I think he is a thousand percent going to go here if they pick him, mm. or if he falls. This is where I had the uh, yeah, Saints trading up with the Colts. So this is the Colts pick. So the Colts can trade back and still take a line. So I'm taking uh, Liam Eichenberg, a tackle out of Notre Dame. Uh, very solid. He'll come in and take uh, Anthony Castano. I can't remember his name. The, the guy who retired for the Colts. That's exactly where he'll just go and plug and play. Exactly yeah. right for him. Um, I have the Saints taking uh, Jermaine Davis. Uh uh, a linebacker from Kentucky. Oh yeah. Um, 
I think just a linebacker to pair alongside all pro Demario Davis um, would just be very um, a very good look for the Saints. Um, and that's basically it. I just I think that's a good pick. That'd for be them. perfect for the Saints to yeah. take right there. But twenty nine is the Packers. Um, I have the Packers taking Sean Wade from cornerback from Ohio State. Um, he was projected to be like top three cornerback early in the year, and then he I think got hurt, so he's fallen off quite a bit. But I think Green Bay's biggest need is um corner. It's not their biggest need. Receivers too, but there's no like great receivers. Um, still here, but I have them taking corner because they have Jair Alexander and then Kevin King's their second best corner, and Kevin King is really bad. Yeah, not good at all. But who do you have them taking? Uh, Sean Wood. Sean. Okay, I have the Packers here taking Zayvon Collins, just because. Uh, who I can't even remember their middle. Is it? Uh, so they last. Two years they had, I think they had Blake Martinez, and this year obviously he's with the Giants. Yeah, but they need linebacker, like not as bad as corner. But I just don't think there's any corners worth taking here that That's true. they couldn't probably get in the second round. And I think they'll just snatch Zayvon Collins, a very good athletic player. Um, I have the Packers taking Elijah Moore, um, a wide receiver from Ole Miss. I just, I think, I think the Packers, I don't, they don't need another receiver, but it just feels like it's a, the, as far as the receiving game, it just feels like it's Devontae Adams, and that's all they have. It seems like that is all that they have. And every once in a while, you get, um, how do you pronounce his name? A good game from, the, oh. the dude that just runs streaks from the top. Uh, What's his, how do Murray Scalding or whatever, that guy. Yeah, yeah. How, it, he's remember. like number eighty three. It's, it's the guy Vol- that Volda Scantling. Yeah, yeah and he'll get he'll get like a eighty yard touchdown, and then he'll drop every single pass after that. Exactly. exactly. And I just think uh, I think taking Elijah Moore here to have um, almost like a um, Robin to Batman for um, Devontae Adams, just having uh, another option or another receiver for Aaron Rodgers. But now we're at thirty. That would be the Bills. I'm taking Jason Owe. I don't know. That's how you say okay. it. Okay, I, I want to make sure I said the right. Linebacker from Penn State. Um, Buffalo's kind of in a predicament. They don't need, like, a whole lot. Like, they're a really good team as they are. Um, their probably biggest need is probably linebacker and receiver and, their, and running back probably. But I have the two best running backs already gone, so – they're not going to take that, and line. There's not like there's a couple still good receivers, but I think Jason Owe is the best linebacker on the board that they could possibly take. So that's how I'm taking. I have the Bills taking Najee with the thirtieth pick because I there's teams that need like a running back, which they could definitely take them. Like the Bills could even possibly trade up to get Najee. I just think that he might. The running backs will fall from like thirty to like the very beginning of the second round, so Najee will come in and be like that makes their offense like so good. Like I don't even that would be like probably one of the that would be like the best offense in like the AFC, uh, easily almost. 
just because they'd have an actual run game now instead of having to rely on Zach Moss and I don't even remember their other uh single Terry. Yeah, that's right. But that's how I got the Bills taken. Um I have the Bills taking Travis Etienne at thirty. Um it I mean they have um Devin Singletary, but I just think that um Travis Etienne's obviously his potential, his upside is um in a different class um than Singletary. And I think that um Etienne is another plug and play where you can plug him in the Bills offense and then and you will get an instant um you know, like rea- an instant reaction, an instant spark from him. Yeah. But I like him at thirty. So it's thirty one will be the Ravens second. Yep. I have the Ravens taking J uh Jalen Mayfield, the O tackle from Michigan. Michigan, yeah. He's solid O tackle and he's not gonna I don't think he'll replace Orlando Brown, but he can definitely like he he was like a plug in player pretty much. Yeah. He he's solid all around O tackle and that's who I have. I haven't yeah. taken that just because they traded. I have every what Tanner just said. That's okay, me too. Exact uh, same reason. The Ravens for me. I haven't taken Terrence Marshall with the thirty first, so they can get for every reason Tanner said that they were going to take him at twenty seven. I haven't taken him at thirty one, just because they need someone who can go go up and get the football and not have to rely on Des Bryant and Hollywood Brown. And Terrence Marshall does that. Yeah, at a exactly. great rate. Yeah. Not as good as like Jamar Chase, but he's still solid. Yeah. yeah. So thirty-two at the last Buccaneers. pick would be the Bucks. I have the Bucks taking um, Aziz, um, Adulari, um, the linebacker from Georgia. Georgia. Um, they don't. I mean, it's they basically just taking best player available. They don't. I mean, they don't really need anything too big here. They just want the Super Bowl. So, but I I think. Their linebacker core is one of the best in the NFL, but um, I, there's one of them that's like getting up there in age, so it's, they could. Uh, uh, I mean, Levante David. Levante David, yeah, he's, I he's couldn't. Like thirty, he's like thirty-one, thirty-two. I I couldn't remember his name, but Levante David's yeah, getting up there in age, and Jason so Pierre Paul is too. That's what I, and I, uh, a lot of their team and and Dominican too. A lot of their defense. Too, that's the one I was. Thinking. A lot of their defenses like they're either young or they're old. Yeah, and I think Aziz, no in between really. Yeah, I think Aziz could honestly like play the end if he needed to. I really think he could. So I, he could come in and play literally anywhere on the defense. Yeah. For me, I have the Bucks. It's either going to be Jason Away or Joe Trinan. I guess not Trinan. It's Tryon. Tryon out of Washington because like. He had flashes where he was, like, really good. Just an athletic player, just go after the football. But Jason Away also could be this pick. Kind of, I'll go with Joe just because I like, like his draft profile is a little bit, a little bit better, I would say, than Jason's. But I could see him going either or for me. Um, I have them taking Joe as well. Joe, I – He's pretty underrated coming I, into this draft. I think he is, and I think taking him at 32 is such a steal. Yeah. Because he can be such an athlete. Yeah. He'll, and, be, he'll be solid. And like we were talking about earlier, they have some aging um, players on the defensive side that aren't done. I mean, they're not old, old, but um, by the time they make their way out, um, Joe would be, you know, making X-Man, his yeah, X-Man up. yeah making his way in. So I think I think that would be a good pick for them. So that's the 
Is that it? That was the whole first round? Yep. Definitely not doing the second round. It would just be all first round. But the draft is tomorrow at 7. That's day one. Yep. Which will be rounds one and two, I think. So definitely be watching that. But we're thinking, we don't know if we're going to do the Instagram live or not. We probably end up will. So you guys need to make sure if you're listening to go follow us on Instagram. What is the what is the app for that? And I my phone's lost. It's, it's at like fanbase. Fan, is it? It's it's at fanbase. Yeah, just fanbase. I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm looking it up. I'm ninety percent sure. It's no, it's the fanbase podcast all lowercase all together. Okay. That's what. That's what the. You can go there, see our like individual, you know, Instagrams because we're not going to sit here and shout ourselves out to get more followers <laughs> or anything unless it's for our podcast, but. You can go on there, you'll see us live from what maybe like six thirty before the draft starts to you know probably after the first round. We, I'm yeah. sure most, we guys won't want to see us react to the second round, but you'll see live reactions, sort of face reveal kind of thing too. Unless you already follow us on you know our our individual Instagrams, but uh, yeah, make sure you follow us on there. But that's gonna do it. Uh, fan base out. Peace. See you.